arrive now in uh, at the Holy Mass, stay even to the final blessing, they would not um, fulfill their obligation to attend Holy Mass on Sunday. The gospel is an essential part of the Holy Mass. It cannot be skipped. I was listening to uh, Open Line Friday, Colin Donovan, on uh, Friday at 2 p.m. You can listen to it in podcast for free. And he, he mentioned what I just mentioned about the gospel is an essential part of the Mass. And um, there I am standing in front of the radio going, yes, yes. So um, I guess Colin Donovan must have heard the announcement, huh? The, uh, no, that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm glad to hear it being, the word is getting out. Look there on the cover of the bulletin. Um, there's a, it says at the top, today's Catholic Foundation Sunday. Six, tomorrow, uh, next year will be 60 years that the Catholic Foundation was started. Um, I was the one who started the Catholic Foundation 60 years ago, even though I'm only 29. Uh, wait a minute, that's not true. And the bishop didn't start it either. Catholic men and women started the Catholic Foundation. And doesn't it fit nicely with today's gospel? They've made wise investments. And some of the interest goes to um, charitable causes, like you can see those there. Um, but then um, the, the greater part of the interest goes to the people investing uh, in the Catholic Foundation. So you can see how the Catholic Foundation at the bottom of the cover how the Catholic Foundation uh, has given to this parish, uh, to my former parish, uh, they were also very generous and got us started. It was so bad, either they should have closed the place or fixed it up. So we fixed it up, and it's doing very well. Thanks be to God. Look on page four. It says today is the, the very top of page four. Today is the, the yesterday was the feast of St. Albert the Great. You hear it said, uh, you, you can... Um, uh, you can tell a lot about a teacher um, by the, their students or the, the uh, students are uh, uh, the fruit of the labor of the uh, by their fruits. You shall know them. That's what Jesus said. The, um, well, look here. This is Our Lady of the Rosary right there is St. Thomas Aquinas, perhaps the greatest philosopher of all times. His teacher, St. Albert the Great. Um, Sunday, it says, uh, November 16th, says, Today is also the feast of St. Gertrude the Great and St. Margaret of Scotland. My mom's name is Gertrude. She goes by Trudy. Um, but uh, So it's a great day today. Tomorrow, it says there at the bottom, tomorrow is the feast of St. Elizabeth of Hungary. And then on page 5, Tuesday is the feast of the dedication of those two Roman basilicas dedicated to the apostles, St. Peter and St. Paul. Uh, Thursday, the feast of St. Edmund. Friday, the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the temple. And then Saturday, the Feast of St. Cecilia. So uh, some really big um, feast days coming up here. Look on page 7. Um, about an hour ago, Mr. James Dorman received the Ministry of Acolyte in Houston. He's the, uh, uh, he's the man from our parish who is studying to be a priest. I knew him back when I was at uh, Blessed Sacrament. So uh, this morning he received uh, that next step uh, leading up to the priest. So you can read more about it there. If you want to send him a note, there's his address. The uh, Women's Guild has their final meeting of 2014 on December 1st. You can read about it there. You're invited. If you're a woman, you're invited to attend. The Women's, the Women's Guild Book Club is on vacation until after Thanksgiving. Uh, 
Um, and then uh, page nine, the uh, Father Harden um, has a great piece there about our guardian angels. Um, our guardian angel knows far better than we that, that every sin we commit deprives us of God's grace. The, um, anyway, you can go ahead and read the, um, the, the explanation and the prayer. It's a prayer everybody should not only know, but should use every day. The Knights of Columbus are having a, a, a raffle of 40 hams and 40 turkeys. So the ticket price is, you can't beat it, a dollar a piece, a six or five dollars. So um, look, at the, um, look at the bottom of page nine. Um, at the bottom of page nine, and there's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, all the way to 19. I'm going to explain that here in a minute, but just remember that those numbers are there. Look on page 10, 11, and 12. 10, 11, at the top of page 10, that's actually from last year. Um, so this is something I reprinted because it's uh, very timely. Then look at the bottom of page 12. YouTube videos, five minutes or less. They're called questions Protestants can't answer. And you see one through 10. If you want to go 11 to through 19, go to page 9 at the bottom. Remember I mentioned last week that uh, page 9 and 10, all you had to do if you had a friend who... Uh, who still says that, that uh, Catholics worship Mary, things like that, that we um, adore statues. So I just hand them page 9 and 10. So I said, if, if your friend Charlie won't listen to you, then just well, just read it. We'll discuss it. I don't have time to read one of those. Well, hey, Charlie, how about one of these YouTube videos? I don't have time to, uh, to see a five-minute video. Yeah, get away from me, Charlie. Don't talk to me, Charlie. Um, yeah, Charlie is such a judicious um, steward of his time. He doesn't have any time for anything, but he does have time to run his mouth about things that are wrong and lies, right, about the Catholic Church. Um, so somebody needs to tell him. Um, most people I know want to want to hear the truth. I mean, that's why they stay away from TV. Anyway, the um, and one more thing about. Uh, uh, the weather um, today and in the future, we're going to have weather. Um, it's so hard to find the weather these days. You'll hear something like this. Today, it's 70 degrees outside. There's uh, a five-mile-an-hour five, five wind outside. If you don't need to go outside, don't. Uh, why? It's 70 degrees. It's beautiful outside. The sun's out. Not hardly a breeze. The, People are so uh, over the top about if you if you absolutely don't need to go outside, don't go outside. Well, you know, friends, we've got some bad weather coming up. It's called winter. Usually we have two weeks of it here. They, um, but um, if there should come a time when you're on your way to mass and the, the conditions are bad, you're uh, you're afraid to drive. Don't drive. Don't don't go to church. Um, the same thing goes for if you're sick. If you're sick, stay home. We voted. We want you there. Well, I'm kind of on the line. Maybe I could go. Maybe not. Stay home. We voted. Um, you can hear me, and he can hear me. So if what I'm telling you is wrong, guess who it's on? Yeah, it's on me. Now, you can still walk over to your desk and write out a check and put it in an envelope and mail it your first chance. But, friends, if you're sick or I don't want to drive, but you happen to end up at Walmart that day, that's a problem. That's a problem. Because either you've got a double standard or you're not that afraid of driving or you're not that sick. You see what I mean? 
But people who are deathly ill, you can see them in, in Walmart all the time. The, uh, people, people are just risking their lives and other people's lives. Okay. So, um, hope I didn't confuse you. I'll open your bulletin, please, to page uh, 10. Just leave it open there. From today's Gospel, Master, I knew you were a demanding man, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So he was afraid. That fear should have led him to do what two out of three men did. I was afraid. So I got a shovel, and for hours I dug this huge hole to put your talent in it. What in the world is a talent? Um, well, I've got this big book here, so it's official, right? It's a big book. It's the Catholic Bible Dictionary by Dr. Scott Hahn. And um, a talent is 757 pounds of gold. So for this um, wicked, lazy servant, um, I don't want to, I'm afraid of working. Okay, afraid of working. Huh? So you really had to work to bury 800 pounds of gold. And you know, if you bury 800 pounds of gold, not too deep, it's going to get stolen. So you better dig it real deep and you better dig at night. That's a lot of planning, isn't it? It's a lot of planning, a lot of work, a lot of planning. If you'd taken that work and planning and invested the, uh, it shows he's capable of work, he's capable of planning, but he's lazy. I was afraid. I was af- uh, and look what the, uh, look what the, uh, the, the, the master did. He said, throw this useless servant out into the darkness. Friends, um, that is a, a very vivid image. So, one got one talent, one got two talents, one got five talents. So uh, 757 pounds of gold. That's a lot of gold. Then the other one got 1,514 pounds of gold. And the next one got almost 4,000 pounds of gold. 3,785 pounds of gold. And then that gets doubled. So it's almost 8,000 pounds of gold. And what did the master say after he gave him another five um, because you have been um, because you have been trustworthy with a small matter oh so four thousand pounds of gold is a small matter uh, who are you warren buffett right that's a lot of money so um so here we are um faced with uh this gospel and uh it's a it's a very good gospel considering next sunday is the last sunday of the year and then the next four Sundays are the first four Sundays of the year leading up to Christmas. So um, it's a good time to talk about the work, part of the work that you and I have to do. We have many things to do, but there is one uh, that should be overarching. And that is, uh, well, you're attending right now that great work. Liturgy means the work of the people. This is the liturgy of the mass. And, and it is work. Uh, it is work. We suspend all other work to attend Mass on Sunday, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass on Sunday. And we think because we, uh, we're we at Mass, all other Christians are at Mass today. No, they're not. 
They're not at they're not at church. They're not at mass. How many times have you heard somebody say, I don't need to go to church. Uh, I can pray to God at home. I don't need to go to church. I can pray to God at home. Uh, like pretend that's your friend Charlie, you know, the guy who couldn't read uh, a front and back of one page. Oh, I don't have time. Well, tonight, if, if that's what Charlie has said to you in the past, a lot of non-Catholic Christians say that. If Charlie has said something like that to you in the past, give old Charlie a call tonight about 1130. Yeah, wait till 1130. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Uh, I'm really tired. Really, what happened? Well, I got up early, had my coffee and I went fishing. And I came back home and, and I did this and this and this and I had some more coffee and I went fishing. And da 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 and then uh, and I went fishing. And Charlie's saying all this stuff and he's not offering to give you any of his fish, is he? Anyway, you get down to the end and he said, Yeah, in about ten minutes ago I finally finished up cleaning all the fish and had some more coffee. So it's eleven thirty. So you say then ask him this question. So Charlie, um, did you go to church today? It's like pressing a button. I don't need to go to church on Sunday. I can pray at home. Well, so, Charlie, did you? Did I what? Did you pray at home? Uh-huh. You know, there are lots of people who have bicycles in their homes. And on a regular basis, they dust them. But that's why they go to the gym. Because they don't exercise at home. They got a, they got a bicycle right there. But they go to the gym because it's easier to exercise when you're embarrassed in the presence of other people. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but think about it. There are a lot of Catholics who are just like Charlie. It's not just a Protestant problem. It's a, it's a Christian problem. It's a human problem. It really is. So the greatest prayer that I can offer to God um, for my intentions is the holy sacrifice of the Mass um, on the day Jesus rose from the dead, uh, which is Sunday. The same for you. I'm not going to church. I can't go to communion. I'm not going to church. Oh, really? Really? You know, that's wrong. It's like um, I can open up my wallet and there's nothing in there. But does that mean that a $100 bill is worthless? Uh-uh. It just means it's not in my wallet. Get in there. Get in there. The uh, Right? It's not true. Just because... I can't go to communion doesn't make this mass worthless. If if a Catholic Christian or a non-Catholic Christian attends mass, yeah, that's right. They can offer that prayer, the perfect prayer of Jesus to God, and, and it's of infinite value. There's no, it's like, um, it's like the master in today's parable. He's richer than Warren Buffett and uh, Bill Gates and George Soros. Um, the, uh, anyway, the uh, last Friday, somebody came by here um, and he was um, spreading information about Padre Pio. I love Padre Pio. He got to talking to Deacon Antonio and he left me some material, some printed material on Padre Pio. I love Padre Pio. I didn't get to meet the guy. It was, sorry, it was Thursday, not Friday. And um, so uh, one of the sto- some of the stories in there I've already I've already read, but it reminded me of some of the stories, some of the things in the life of St. Pio. Remember St. Pio, he had the, the marks of the nails in his hands, his feet, and his side. For 50 years, he bled. On the 50th anniversary, they sealed up. Three days later, he died. He died in 1968. I was in grade school. 
I was in grade school when he died, 1968. So uh, Padre Pio was a young priest. And Padre Pio always, always had a conversation going with his guardian angel, had a conversation going with the poor souls in purgatory, the faithful departed. Um, He always did. Um, The... uh, when Padre Pio was a young priest, um, he went to this monastery. He was a Franciscan priest. He went to a monastery and um, he had a dream or a vision that one of the Franciscans who used to live in that monastery, he used to live in his room, had died there. And um, the Franciscan priest said, would you please say mass for me? I'm in purgatory And I want to get out of here and get to heaven. So the next morning, Padre Pio got up and he offered mass for this man. And his soul was released and it went to heaven. The um, he told the other Franciscans about it. They looked it up in the uh, city records. Sure enough, way back when there had been a, um, a Franciscan monk who died in that monastery on that day. In that room. Wow. Padre Pio one time was um, in the uh, dining room in the refectory with the other Franciscans. And this is way back before cell phones, but it looked like he had a cell phone because he got up, he turned around and he walked over in the corner. You know, some people, they'll they'll they'll, their phone will be ringing. They're talking to the pope. Their phone rings. So they 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 take the call. Right. Oh, you're talking to the pope. Your phone rings. You know, who's more important? Anyway, so he got up and he went around, turned around, went into the corner, and he's talking to someone over there. There's nobody there. Then later on, um, the other Franciscans say, so what's going on? The, um, he said, oh, this morning at Mass, I was praying for the poor souls in purgatory. And these were some of the poor souls in purgatory who had been released from purgatory. They were on their way to heaven, and they were dropping by to say thank you. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Right. This kind of thing happened all the time with Padre Pio. Remember the part about him bleeding for 50 years? Yeah, okay. Does that kind of pull him back into being reasonable? Um, Padre Pio had an ongoing conversation with the poor souls in purgatory, and they were often coming to his aid. Oh, you mean we can get them to work for us? Now, now you're listening. Now you're listening. Um, You know, think about it. Um, we talk to our friends, we talk to our relatives about purgatory, but when you die, who's going to pray for you when you're dead? Uh, you know, 10 out of 10 people die. It must be true. I saw it in a movie. Um, 10 out of 10 people die. So everybody dies. Who's going to pray for you when you die? Oh, um, well, if my, my family probably won't do it. I know. Um, local, state, or federal government. Yeah, they'll do it. Name me one thing that they do well, right? Huh? Right? Uh, no, right. I, I can't come up with anything. Government. Oh, yeah. Government's going to get that right, huh? Um, the, um, so who's going to pray for you? You know, if you pray for the holy souls in purgatory, when, when you leave purgatory, when, when, when the soul leaves purgatory and gets into heaven, the, the soul begins to, that man or woman begins to worship God and then he's also praying for those people who helped get him to heaven. Somebody's praying for you. The, um, the soul who's now in heaven. And he's in a, 
He's in high places. He's got friends in high places. Well, John Martinoni, uh, again, you see him mentioned on pages 10, 11, and 12. That's his work that you see right there. I just modified it. Um, page 10, 11, and 12, uh, two and a half pages. And then those videos. Wow, those YouTube videos. It's tremendous. How easy is that? Like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, John Martinoni, though, he runs into people all the time who don't want to lift a finger. They don't want to plan. They don't want to work. I don't have time. So he's got this one. We'll just call his friend Charlie, too. The, um, so his friend is like this. He doesn't want to read. He doesn't want to see a video. So he said, Charlie, are you a sinner? He's a, he's a Christian. He's not a Catholic Christian, but he's a Christian. Charlie, are you a sinner? Well, see, Charlie can't say no. Because the Bible says, um, he who says he has no sin is a liar. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so Charlie has to say, yes, he's a sinner, right? With all the rest of us. I mean, all of you. I'm not, of course. The, um, so he says, Charlie, are you a sinner? Well, yeah. Um, and, he, and he just kind of reminds Charlie, Charlie, in the, in the past few days, you probably had a bad thought or you got angry or you, uh, you said a bad word. What, what if you died? What if you died right now? Would you go to heaven? Well, well, yeah. Well, you know, the Bible also says that nothing that has a stain of sin will enter heaven. So Charlie's stuck. So Charlie, some, somewhere between here and heaven, you're going to get rid of that stain of sin. You're going to get rid of that, uh, um, that stain of sin. We call it purgatory. Charlie just kind of... Uh, 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 that doesn't make sense. That's not an argument. That's not reasonable. Uh, uh, uh. No. The Catholic Church uh, from the Old and New Testament talks about purgatory. Talks about purgatory as being a great gift from God. Yeah, do they suffer in purgatory? Yeah, it's part of that stain of sin thing. We can suffer on earth and, and do the work that he wants us to do. And, and then we die, we're ready to go. Or we can do what we're doing right now and hope that we get to purgatory where we suffer because then we get rid of the, the stain of sin. No, I, I want to keep this stain of sin. Then you'll be spending a long time. You'll be spending eternity uh, where it's where it's the joy of God is not there. It's called hell. So uh, the um, uh, John Martinoni talking to his friend. Did, did not need him to read two and a half pages, did not need to have him see a video. He just had to think about it. He had to think about it, and when he did, hopefully, he's starting to be convinced about how reasonable it is for purgatory. Um, uh, purgatory is a place where people, where the souls of the dead are purged, um, are purged, are cleansed from stain of sin or attachment to sin, or they have temporal punishment due to sins already confessed. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, uh, this, this man in this gospel, um, the man who was called a wicked, lazy servant, he knew what his master wanted. You know, 2,000 years have passed since this uh, gospel was uh, written, and... The banks at the time of Jesus evidently had a very low interest rate. If you uh, put your money in a bank today, they pay you almost nothing in interest. I said almost nothing. They pay you something, and something is more than zero. This guy was so lazy. 
that he wouldn't take it down to the bank? Well, I've got to got to take it down to the bank and and leave it there. Um, he worked more to dig a hole and plan where to dig the hole and how to dig the hole and to dig the hole at night. You got to have some light there, right? He planned and worked more to dig a hole um, than he did to leave it with the bank. He really worked uh, to get out of work. The um, um, and he probably presented it to the master after he dug it up. Oh, you mean you wanted me to clean it off after it's been in that hole all this time? You mean I should have dusted it off? He didn't even give it back to him. I bet in the same condition. I bet it was all dirty and dusty. Friends, I'm trying to make light of something which is very, very, very important. But it doesn't apply. Going to Mass on Sunday isn't just a commandment. It's in my best interest every way around and the people I love. It was 1986. Um, There are actually people alive today who were alive in 1986. It was 1986 when I was in the seminary. It was a Sunday and I walked down the hall to go to the chapel for morning prayer and then mass. It was early in the morning. At the end of the hall, there was a room of a priest. He lived at the end of the hall. He was five years older than me. And on his door, he put gone to SMU back later. Um, And so um, I went early to... uh, Went early to the chapel for Mass. And of course, he wasn't at the, the Mass. And then going back and forth down the hallway, there's that note. We had to write, we had to leave a note on our door so people would know where they could find us. He was getting a, a um, uh, he was, he was pursuing a doctorate at SMU. Um, so, uh, the day went by. At 10 o'clock, we had night prayer. So I went to night prayer. The note's still there. And, um, uh, after night prayer, we took a walk, and we're yakking. And then 11.30, for the last time, I go by his door, and his door is open. He just got back. So I said, um, hey, how's it going? I guess that was the magic word. Oh, man, this morning, I got up early, and I had my coffee. He must know Charlie. Anyway, I had my coffee, and I went down to SMU, and I got into that library, and boy, did I get a lot of good work done. And he just went through all the stuff he got done on his on his thesis, which he never finished. Uh, but who's counting? <laughs> anyway, um, and he said, "Oh, and then finally, it was so late. We I stopped and I went out to get went to get, went to get some Italian food. And after that, I got back here. I said, "Hey, um, so uh, you know, you weren't at mass this morning. Did you say mass? No, no. I went down to the went down to the library. I said, you know." A priest can say Mass every day. It's the, it's the greatest privilege of any priest. But if a priest doesn't say Mass on Sunday, he at least has to go to Mass on Sunday. You know, it was only a few years later that he left the priesthood. I, I wasn't surprised. And here I am. I, he's my superior, and I'm telling him 2 plus 2 equals 4. Rocks are hard, water's wet. you got to go to Mass on Sunday, or you got to say Mass? He got weaker, and then he left. He went away, as George Carlin would say. Um, the, um, uh, we have to recognize that this work that we have to do while we're here is his work that's been given to us. Um, he's going to ask us to make an accounting. 
He doesn't want us all fearful and shaky and nervous. Just wants us to get our work done. Um, and at the same time, our work is helping ourselves and our loved ones and the poor souls in purgatory in ways that we can only imagine. Friends, um, there are there are lay people and priests who don't get it. Um, that doesn't give me permission to pretend that I don't get it. Well, they they didn't go to church on Sunday. If they all jumped off the bridge, would you jump off too? Right? Friends, this isn't about something I gotta do because it's an it's a it's a big job. It's 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 torture. We all have to go to church so we can be tortured on Sunday. No, not at all. Um, this is the this is the biggest prayer that you can offer to God over a seven day period, um, or I can offer to God over a seven day period. People like Saint Padre Pio knew this, and that's why they were in constant conversation with their guardian angel, constant conversation with uh, the poor souls in purgatory. The, uh, the man said, Master, I knew you were a demanding man, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said it to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.